What we are currently doing is we need to check every digital touch point and building customer journeys and see, okay, if a customer joined a webinar, what is the journey afterwards? What are the different touch points afterwards? Is this really aligned? Can we really track it and improve it? Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. I'm your host, Norbert Strappler, the CEO of SingSpider. Hello and welcome to another Ecom Ops podcast. Um, today I'm talking to Bjorn from T Systems, a really great uh, company uh, in Germany. Uh, a lot of you might know them. Uh, their brand is popping up on each and every uh, uh, car in the Formula One and so on. So <laughs> that's just kidding. You, you see them each and everywhere. So T-Systems really is a great, great company. And I'm uh, more than happy to have Bjorn here um, talking about e-commerce and uh, yeah, how, how they get into e-commerce. Uh, um, Bjorn, great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. And uh, congratulations, you've been uh, in, in another position now at Systems. Yeah, right. I got promoted the 1st of January to a um, VP digital experience. So not only responsible for digital marketing, also responsible for the whole experience our clients um, are having with our website, with our digital wow. touch points and so on. So it's really exciting. Absolutely. Um, yeah, cool one. And it's cool to, to have you here and, and to have your time and talk a bit about e-commerce. Um, how, how did you get into there? So wh why did you join uh, T-Systems International and, and, and how did you get there? <laughs> This is a long story. So I, I bought my first book in 1999 already on Amazon.com. Yeah. And this was, so to say, my, yeah, my, my point where I say, okay, I want to work in digital marketing e-commerce because I really loved it. I got the book and it was an English book then the next day um, in, mm -hmm. in my, my my post. So and yeah this was just a starting point. Then I had different different roles. I used to work um, as head of e-commerce for Steigenberger Hotels, a, a German hotel chain um, with hotels around the globe. And then I switched from there to so startup company. We we did something like um selling hotel rooms online we did it for meeting rooms so we we want to sell meeting rooms online so we both are not doing a podcast now virtually um instead um we do it in a in, I don't know, in munich for example and where we can met in munich so this was the idea behind the startup um then i joined unfortunately we ran out of money so i need to find another job <laughs> then i joined a tech company um also took care of the e-commerce and then i joined to systems in 2017 already and um, responsible for the online sales for cloud products and this was really challenging so how to sell cloud online so it was really a, a interesting job and then i took over after a while the responsibility for the whole digital marketing at the systems and now for the whole um Yeah, digital experience for all our clients. So it was a long journey and it's still really amazing. It's still really interesting. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, what do you think uh, sets T-Systems apart from your competition? The magenta spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, the employees are really, really, really great. 
Um, regarding technologies and regarding website, I think we have a state-of-the-art website. We relaunched our website um, three years ago since we did this. We really had an amazing increase in generation. So we we shifted from a, I would say, from a kind of book. Yeah. So you, if you have a question, you go to systems.com, you get all the information. We shifted this to a real lead engine. Mm-hmm. Um, so And also the pandemic, of course, helped us because yep. um, everybody looks then online. Um, this also helps helps us. Um, so we, yeah, this is, I think the state-of-the-art website and really the team behind it is a really differentiator and with competitors. Um, maybe we have don't, don't have really this big team behind it, but a really dedicated team behind it. Yeah, that's cool. And your focus, is it B2B or B2C or both? No, absolutely B2B. So B2B. we, as the mm-hmm. assistants, we are a branch of the um, Deutsche Telekom, so the B2B branch of Deutsche Telekom, and we um serving our the most um, 400 biggest clients of Deutsche Telekom is, is pure B2B business. Pure B2B, yeah. But, but how can a B2B tech um, business create digital experience uh, that resonate to buy, uh, with buyers? Um, it can because we are human. So I don't think yeah. it's B2B means business to business. It's still human to human. Um, and humans want to speak with humans. So mm-hmm. the digital experience is really important. Um, also during the pandemic, we recognize that our sellers now needs to be more digital. So they need to get on LinkedIn, um, do really relationships on LinkedIn. And we train them how to how to set up a profile on LinkedIn, um, how to reach out to others on LinkedIn, how to build trust on LinkedIn. So we are dealing doing this really, really um, extensively, and this really works out. So, yeah, I think B2B is, must be digital uh, as well, and um, we are doing this. I mean, you know, I, I'm from Austria, yeah, um, and, and, and you're from Germany. Um I have the experience on on LinkedIn that LinkedIn that um, especially in the German speaking areas, um, LinkedIn is here, of course. Um, people have profiles on LinkedIn, but they never use LinkedIn. Uh, is is it the same that that, the, that you see? So that that in international um, LinkedIn really works well, but when it comes to German speaking areas, LinkedIn is somehow a tool to have but not to use. Well, the good thing is, to systems international means international. International, <laughs> so we are working yeah. International. yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. um, yeah. But you're you're right. So I think some countries in the world are more um, online, like the US and UK. Mm-hmm. But um, if, if we see in the growth on LinkedIn, so the latest numbers are 810 million people on LinkedIn, and also the the Dutch region, so um, Germany, yeah. Austria, and Switzerland, they are really increasing. Um, so I'm. I'm sure this will be more and more common in the in the future, and it's important to build up your real estate on LinkedIn now because mm. now it's it's cheap. Um, if we get more and more people on the network, um, the reach will go down, and you have to pay for the reach. So if you build up now your reach, um, you're in a good position. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you describe yourself as an uh, e-commerce obsessed digital native. <laughs> um, w- what is it about e-commerce that uh, has such a hold on you? As I said, that my first experience um, now 22 years ago, <laughs> it was really um, these this, the tipping points um, where, where I said, wow, this is, this is really cool. But I love to, to think about how we can 
um, increase conversion, um, how yeah. we can maybe sell more, what it's possible to sell online, what's maybe not possible to sell online. Maybe it's better not to have everything online, especially in the B2B area. And also when I was head of e-commerce at Steinberg Hotels, it was better not to sell everything online. It's better to reduce it. So don't to give too much choice to the customer, then you will sell more. So um, it really, really drives me to think about how to increase the revenue on a website. And what really drives me is to think about the future. So what's what's mm -hmm. next in e-commerce and how we can pilot it. Piloting what, it. what do you think is the, the, the um, yeah, let's say the common mistakes that people do in e-commerce uh, when it comes to B2B sales? Good question. I think that that's, maybe there are two mistakes. One is um, often people think we can't sell online B2B stuff. Um, because it's a solution business, we need to have face-to-face -face contacts. It's not yeah. possible. This could be one. And then if if um, yeah, people are convinced that we can do B2B business also online, they want to sell everything online. And it's yeah. also not possible. So maybe these are the most, um, the both biggest mistake I, I was seeing. Why do you think selling everything online is not possible? What what is what is uh, is is there an example that you have here? No, I don't mean it isn't possible to sell anything online. What I mean is to give the customer too much choice. Um, yeah. I, okay. I give you an example. So if we put everything online, we have it to systems, and then the website will be, I don't know, like Amazon.com, and then it's, it's too, too complicated to sell B2B online. And I give you another example from, from Steinberger. We had two brands. One was Steinberger Hotels. The other one was Intercity Hotels. And Intercity Hotels, we had just two um, room categories. Mm -hmm. And as Steinberg Hotels, I think we have 10 or 15 room categories. Online, it was better to have only two room categories because then you we sold more for, for this for this brand. So there was not so much choice. Um, in Steinberger, there, there were too much choice. So I think this is the point behind it, not to sell everything online. Okay, I got it. Yeah, and I, I can fully understand this. I just booked a vacation uh, in, in a hotel uh, for the summer, and they had, uh, for, from the same type of room, I think, uh, 10 different options. Yeah. <laughs> and I was really, I, I, I needed to call the support. I, I wrote an email. I could not understand what's the real difference. And I think this is the case. Um, the, the less options you have, the more you can sell because you put away all the frictionness that, that happens when, when you need to make a choice. Exactly. And I think it's all the reason why Amazon on, on their website, they put the Amazon Joyce label on it yeah. so that everybody knows, okay, I, I will take this because it's the easiest one. Yeah. 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 And, and this is um, also maybe a reason why you see when, when you're on a B2B SaaS application, um, you, you see this pricing tiers typically. And uh that the less options or the, the less possibilities you have for this pricing, um, the, the, the more likely someone will sign up or, and, and use some kind of this price points uh, because they do not need to think about that. Exactly. Uh, where three is really the magic number. Exactly. That's what, 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 that's what, what we did on, on our website. We said, yeah. okay, we want to have three offers, not more. And we tested it also with usability tests and this was exactly the right number. Yeah. And the most ones pick the middle one, you know? <laughs> so, 
Yeah, the, maybe sometimes the first one because I said, okay, it's it's new to have uh, a solution from two systems um, online. So can I trust it or not? So mostly they they take the first one. Um, but yeah, uh, in in my experience, also from my other jobs, mostly it's the middle one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got it. Um, you you are the author of Growth Hacking LinkedIn, uh, which is already your second book, right? Right. Wow! Awesome. Um, how, how how did you came to write a book? Well, the, the first book was I want to made a statement. So I said, okay, I I'm I'm this time was it the whole industry. So it's um, was not a starting book. It was later on, and I said, okay, I'm we make a lot of money before the guests will join the hotel. So um, in, in online marketing and e-commerce. And then there's something after the stay. So with TripAdvisor and all these platforms. But there's no revenue stream really in the hotel um, based on digital tools. And that was my idea. I think, okay, how can we increase the revenue from guests in hotels with digital tools? So with mm -hmm. um, voice assistants, with beacons, with robots and so on. And, and this was the idea why I want to write it. So this was the first one. And the second one was, was really easy because, um, as I said, we recognized it as systems that we need to be more um, on LinkedIn and we need to train our sellers and all our employees. And then um, I'm reactive on LinkedIn. So I got a lot of feedback from others and they said, hey, we want to, we want to have a training like you, you provided to your staff. And I said, it isn't really possible because I'm working for the systems. But then I had the idea, I write it down and I put it on Amazon.com and everybody can buy it. So this was the idea or the, the, the birth of my second book. Awesome. So if you want to buy it, Growth Hacking LinkedIn from Björn Rade on Amazon. That's um, something to read uh, over the weekend <laughs> and then go on LinkedIn and start working. Um, what, what is social commerce and, and why is it important for people in e-commerce to take social commerce uh, into consideration? Well, social commerce, I define it as, um, and mostly it's um, really common in, in Asian area, is that really influencers are selling directly online. So if you see an influencer talking about, I know, lipsticks and you can buy the lipsticks directly, um, why are Instagram or via TikTok. So this is social commerce. And I think it's around 30% already of the e-commerce revenue in, in the Asian area. So it's it's really, really a big um, thing there. And I'm I'm really convinced this will come also to, to Europe and to the US. And also in the US, we see already some um, ideas like Amazon is doing it. So Amazon um, invited some celebrities um, to have live shows on Amazon.com. Um, and then you can buy directly on the Amazon.com website. So a little bit, um, the teleshopping um, 2.0 so that you can have the direct link and you can buy it directly. Um, this is social commerce. And I think for the B2C space, it will be there or is already there and we need to increase it. For the B2B space, this is really a challenge. And I'm really curious about how we can handle this. I think this is more um, or will become more or less uh, um, uh, the, the, the job of micro-influencers um, that are really talking about a, a nice B2B product in a specific niche and, and, and linking directly because B2B sold in social commerce. I really think this is very, very difficult. You, yeah. you need to know so much things about the customer typically yeah. that it's not just a click. 
No, I think we can have kind of corporate influencer. They are working for a company and they they building up trust, but they will not set it immediately with a with an Instagram shop. So to say this, this will not work. Absolutely. And and you said um, uh, previously. Um, B2B companies sometimes believe that it cannot be sold online, um, but it could be sold online. What do you think about, uh, can everything in B2B space be sold online or do we have limits? No, I think we can sell everything online. The only limit could be the um, the part of the customer. So if you have a yep. solution where you need the customer for, of course, you need to do a workshop and you, then you need to gather on it, but you can trigger it online and you can I know you can sell workshops online and then out of these workshops, you can create more. Uh, I strongly believe in this, but I also know um, from, from big companies, um, iron companies, for example, they sell all their iron online. So it's really unbelievable that they're doing this. Um, so I, I think the chance is big to sell everything online. Sometimes maybe it's just a trigger and then you start a relationship. Yeah. It's cool if you put out the services really online and, um, and, and and generate the leads that are very concrete already. I mean, this is also part of selling. Um, if, 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 of course, you maybe need to talk or you go on a Zoom or, or uh, on, on any other platform. But but being online, I think the pandemic um, yeah, guided us to, to, to really uh, accept this new way of business that not everything can be done in a one-on-one -on -one meeting, uh, but you also need to um, to utilize the, 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 the online meetings and online uh, sales. Uh, Maybe one, one cool thing we did, um, so before the pandemic hits us, um, um, we had a sales kickoff, and at this sales kickoff, we had a body scanner. So we we were able to scan our, our salespeople. Um, and then we had avatars out of these um, scans. So it was really, it was a fun, so to say. But then the pandemic was there and we said, okay, now we have all these avatars and we have our innovation center. Why don't we scan our innovation center as well? And then we put our avatars into the innovation center and we invite our customers for workshops. And this really went well. So we did a lot of workshops virtually in the innovation center with virtual um, avatars. Of course, they were the right, um, right seller and the right um, business developer behind it. But it was an other way of collaboration. Um, so a virtual collaboration. So, so to say the first metaverse for us. Yeah. Um, and so with, it really works out. With or without VR? Both. So you can you can join with your browser and of course you can use your Oculus and you can also join then really dive into the, the workshop. That that's really amazing. Um, I've 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 seen some. Well, we we use something um, not similar, very very easy one. It's called Cozy, um, and it's a, a digital office. So um, it, it's just putting on your 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 uh, profile picture on on a circle, and you're moving around in the virtual office, and you meet and you talk. Uh, you just enable the microphones. It's free of charge. So it's a nice tool, and um, I really can recommend it. I mean, we have. Um, typically 25 people in there um, and, and, and they, are, they are online the entire day and we can invite guests to our virtual office um, and once they join um, we, we can go in, into a meeting room which is separated uh, but in the in the office so it's an, a nice way to to overcome this whole um, yeah office is in home office. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm not sure if it's only for overcoming. It's, I think there will be the hybrid version now. Yeah. Um, either yeah. you do it directly face-to-face -face or you join um, the virtual room. The virtual room, yeah. But it's cool. Um, with VR, I, I really want to test that out. So maybe one time we do a podcast in your uh, yeah, room sure. <laughs> wearing the VRs and recording that. It would be really cool. nice. Let's do it. Um, what advice do you have for people who are interested in getting into digital marketing? Um, you must be curious. You must learn everything, something new. So I think this is really important. Um, you need to understand, from my point of view, algorithms a little bit, how AI is working, how um, programmatic buying is working. Um, this is necessary. But the most important thing is to be curious and to be able to learn everything, something new, every day, something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, fully agree. Um, some people in uh, e-commerce tend to overwhelm the customer. Um, what are some practical steps someone can take to prevent this from happening? Um, do a test. So we, we are testing our website um, with, with real customers. Um, we are testing our website, but also with, with colleagues. So we're asking our colleagues to, to get through this process. And even if our colleagues don't get through this process, it's not good. So we need to improve it. And then we have our usability test with our clients. Um, and they give us honest feedback. And this is sometimes really hard. Um, but it's the best way to learn from your clients and from your customers. Yeah. I mean, you have... Because of the size, of course, so many customers you can ask and you can analyze that and everything. Um, if, if I'm smaller, if, I, if I'm, uh, I'm starting my web shop, I'm, I'm small out there, what, what can I do to, um, to get this feedback? Whom do I ask? Um, I would go into community. So um, yeah. I would go to, I mean, I have a good reach on LinkedIn now, but if you're a startup company and it's, it's your company, And you as an owner, you should reach out on LinkedIn and say, okay, can I get your feedback on our website? Um, can I invite you for, uh, for a feedback session? So ask. So I, I think the good thing is on, on LinkedIn that you really get honest, you will get honest feedback. Um, and others will help you, um, with, with, with your challenge. So just ask for it. I'm, I think there are also some websites where you can register and get feedback from the crowd. So maybe, mm -hmm. maybe this is another way to do it. I think crowd testing is crowd, crowd testing, testing com. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so you can use this, um, but you, you need to ask for it. So there's yeah. no, there's no magic stick <laughs> um, to help you. It, it's the same as for reviews. I mean, to be honest, um, most of the reviews out there, um, you, you needed to ask the people for Uh, right. they, they're not just putting out a review for you, uh, a good review, not talking about the bad ones. The bad's coming from, yeah, from bad experience and uh, and and you will get them anyway. So that uh, if, if someone is not satisfied, the first thing is hit the review button, put a one star and um, or two star and then write the opinion. But to get your good reviews, I mean, you do not need to ask for give me five stars, but uh, when you ask someone for an honest experience, you typically get the fair rating. Um, and, and this typically is, um, or you just ask people where you know they are satisfied. Yeah? But right. it's the same case. You need to ask. I think right. it's, um, yeah, you need to ask. Um, experience is is a good experience. Yeah? Um, uh, next point, what, what did you used to do and what are you currently doing to ensure that your customers have a constantly awesome experience? 
So what we are currently doing is we need to check every digital touch point and building um, customer journeys and see, okay, if a customer joined a webinar, what is the journey afterwards? Um, what are the different touch points afterwards? Is this really aligned? Um, can we really track it and improve it? So this is something we are currently doing. Um, and then from time to time, I, I repeat myself, but it's really important to do user experience testing. So ask yeah. the customer, um, what do you experience at this touch point? And in this testing, we only we don't only ask one question, give us feedback for website X, Y, Z. We ask, give us feedback for the whole journey. So we're starting at Google, um, come to our website, then try to book a, 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 a webinar or a product. And... And then give us feedback. So asking for feedback for the whole journey is really important. So this, these are the two things we are doing. So we are internally checking everything and we try to get feedback externally. Yeah. And uh, how important um, is, is automation for, for you um, at the system? So um, especially in terms of e-commerce and, and marketing. Yeah. So it is important. Um, but we are not there where I want to be. Um, and the point is, if you have an automation software in place, it's nice, but you need to also have the right journeys and the right people to build the journeys and ask the customer and do all this testing. So we have our automation in place. I'm happy about this. But now we start. We need to start to getting better, to improving, um, to, to double-checking everything. And this is what I said at the beginning. What I love is to, to tweak all these small gear wheels, and to getting better and better every day. And we are on this journey currently. So marketing automation is good to have it, um, but you also need to, to work on it every day. So yeah. automation doesn't mean it's going completely automatically. It, it only means there's a, an automatic journey behind it, but you need to build up this journey. Yeah, and, and building this journey is the hardest uh, exactly. thing you could do because you need to consider so many different situations and scenarios and so on as it is really um you need to test and learn so what we are doing is really the growth hacking approach so test and learn every day um what kind of content we are providing at what kind at what stage of the journey um, what stage of the funnel um try it out then maybe we ask for a phone number we don't ask for a phone number when we ask for the phone number so all this stuff we, we really need to test and learn every day this mm -hmm. is important got it um Thank you very much. It was really great. Um, last question for today. Who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career? <laughs> I think, honestly, it was indirectly Jeff Bezos regard with, with the website. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's cool. No one, no one said Jeff Bezos so far, but it's um, absolutely clear that this name needs to come. So absolutely. Yeah, that's it, true. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, the the, the That's the best one to learn from when it comes to e-commerce, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Björn. It was uh, absolutely a pleasure to talk to you um, and uh, learn a lot today again. Um, uh, and yeah, test out things, very important thing. Ask uh, for, um, for, for reviewing your marketing strategy websites, uh, what people think about it to, to deliver a good experience. Um, Automation is hard. You need to build it. Um, that's that's really one thing. And uh, yeah, just want to mention the book again, um, the Growth Hacking LinkedIn. Um, you can find it on Amazon. And uh, yeah, it's absolutely worth reading it um, and, and getting the things done on 
on LinkedIn in the right way. Thank you very much, Bjorn. Thanks. Have a great time. And hit the like button if you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.